I have someone with me that I, over the years I have developed much respect for. She's a fighter. And um, I have given talks at the same event that she's been at. And it's been amazing. Dr. Laura Schlesinger is with me. She's a best-selling author and legendary talk radio host. She has a brand new book titled Love and Life. And the Lord knows we need love and life, especially in America. Dr. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy New I Year. I appreciate it, and I'm so sorry about your sinuses. Oh, yeah, I'll make it through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sometimes I get a little clogged up while I'm talking here and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I constantly have hot tea, and sometimes I have this little, it's about the size of a softball. It's uh, a humidifier, and I keep it just at nose level, and so it's blasting me while I'm on the air when I get that. So wow. I need remedy. I will. Uh, my friend Sion sent me some tea from Georgia, and it's so good. So I have been drinking that every morning, and it's definitely helping. Oh, good. Okay. Congratulations on your new book. Thank you. So, Dr. Laura, I've always—you uh, went through a lot of stuff over the years, and I've seen you go through stuff, and you don't give up. I've seen you go through things that you're not giving up. What drives you? Well, I feel— I can talk directly to you. I feel like I'm on a mission. I don't feel like I have a job. I don't go on the air and do a radio show. I have a mission to try to help people do and be better in their lives. So if I'm going to have to take some hits along the way, so be it. That's right. Almost 73. In two weeks, I'll have a birthday. Amazing. uh, I'm still here. (laughs) And you sound good. Thank you. And so I read that you... Uh, studied psychology, but you ended up developing a radio personality. How did that happen? Well, I was uh, I was on the air, sort of doing what I do, and then I realized it would be very good if I had totally formal training. So I went to USC, and I taught in the same department <laughs> that I was actually getting a degree <laughs> from. That was hilarious. Anyway, so uh, I'm licensed as a marriage and family therapist, but I've developed my own style. I can sort of tell when somebody calls me on air that they're seeing your basic shrink, sort of therapy 101. They all use the same phrases. Yeah. You know, daddy issues. The word issues is such a, oh, no, don't say issues. <laughs> uh, then I know that they're not really being helped. They're just going through the mill of what they're being taught. But I've done this for 43 years. And so I've honed my skills on the air with hundreds of thousands of people who have basically trained me to help them. And so um, by doing what you were created to do, does that, has that helped you not to lose um, um, hope or cave in or your know, personality has not changed? Is it because you can't help yourself but to do what you do? Well, I used to cry a lot and feel sick to my stomach and worry when I was younger in the beginning of, you know, not realizing that if you are a salmon going upstream, there's a lot of water pressure coming at you when it goes up your nose. Yes. So uh, in the beginning, it wasn't too easy. But, you know, I'm a determined kind of little thing. I'm five foot three, 112 pounds of don't mess with me. 
<laughs> I don't quit. I don't give in. And how does that song go? Uh, you can catch me at the gates of hell, but I won't. Won't bear down. Uh, that's, that's me. That's amazing. They don't make ladies like this anymore. No, I'm a badass girly girl. Ooh, can I say that? Yeah, you said it already. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Then um, I read that you were brought up in a mixed religious home. Can you explain to us what that was about? Well, my dad was a soldier in the Army in World War II, liberating Italy from Mussolini, etc. And um, my mother was this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I look more like my dad. Darn. Anyway, this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous woman. And uh, he was eventually in that town. They met uh, Italian Catholic, nice Jewish boy from Brooklyn. They got married, came back here, all hell broke loose because uh, the Jewish family did not like out marrying uh, her family. Most of them got killed in the war. Um, so it was kind of a mess, and I frankly wasn't brought up with any religion, but I was brought up with a lot of values, principles, morals, and ethics. Right. My dad would always give me little scenarios. This is happening. This person has done this. What should you do? What's the right thing to do? So even though I wasn't brought up with a particular religion, I was brought up with the essence of what religion is about, and that's the kind of quality of character and soul you have as a person. And so when you left home, you, uh, I believe I read that you said you wanted more, and then you describe your feeling as a jealousy when talking about uh, God with your friends. It's like you wanted God. Well, yeah, and uh, I envy most all my friends are very serious Christians. Most all of them are. Yes. And, uh, you know, I envy that they can tap into that. And I can see that it really helps them survive times yeah. in their lives that you think maybe you can't survive. Yes. And so have you tapped into God now? I'm still working on it. It's <laughs> amazing. You don't give up. You want No, I don't. I don't. And that's beautiful. I whine sometimes, but I don't give up. <laughs> what advice would you give to uh, people who give up? What would you say to them now? Other than don't give up, what would you tell them how to keep going? Well, uh, keeping in line with what you're talking about, Consider yourself on a ladder from earth to heaven. And you go up, and then you come down a few notches, eh, a few rungs on the ladder, things go bad, you feel like you're quitting, but we still have to get to the top. So you've just got to figure a way to reverse the direction. Or else you're at the bottom of the ladder, and that just doesn't feel good, and I'd like you to feel better. Yeah. So I try to convince people that, don't you want to feel better? Well, quitting doesn't make you feel better. Now, there are certain things you should quit. You know, I'm not going to go, I'm 73-year-old, tiny little female, I'm not joining the NFL. There are certain things you have to accept that you can't do. <laughs> that's right. But uh, the things that you can do, uh, that's, isn't that one of the joys and the pleasures and obligations of life? Yep, yep. Absolutely. You once said that women are pigs. What do you mean by that? No, I didn't say all women are pigs. That's no, silly. not um, all, not all, but. <laughs> why would anybody say that? <laughs> I said women these days too often tend to act like pigs because they're 
uh, instead of putting themselves on pedestal and realizing that their body is this amazing sacred place that new life takes place in, I mean, my goodness, yeah, how much more elevated can a human being be than to be able to create life inside oneself um, and to just be frivolous about your body and your soul and your emotions by having meaningless sex, that was acting like a pig. Yeah. So I'm talking about the behaviors. Obviously, I'm a woman. I'm not calling myself a pig. <laughs> Amazing. And so yeah. did you say that men cheat mostly because the wives are not fulfilling their duties as a wife? Good good men. Good men. Uh, bad guys just cheat because they feel entitled. They're creeps, so we don't count those. Right. But decent men uh, are up against it if their wives are not being warm and their girlfriends and loving and considerate and you know it isn't all about sex that a man needs uh in a marriage he needs his woman to be supportive and kind and fun and nice and bonded to him and look like uh, he's her hero and she needs him and all of that and if she's not going to give him all of that then he has certain options one option is to get a girlfriend on the side one option is to destroy the family by just leaving Another option is to get depressed and go on drugs and alcohol. Another option is just to fool around just to survive. So while I don't condone it, I understand it, and I remind women all the time that they have more, they have the, basically have the power in the relationship because it's much easier <laughs> to drag a guy's heart and soul back into the family and the relationship than it is when a woman is ticked off. Y'all, you guys all know that. Amazing. You're right. So... Women today, especially millennial women who have gone to college and these different universities, they, it's difficult for them to have the mentality and live like a lady because they have been taught that there's no difference between men and women. So a lot of men tell me that it's hard to to find a wife because the women are unwilling to be what a woman should be in a, a relationship. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's actually correct information, which is why I work hard every day for three hours on the air uh, talking. A lot of millennials call me, and they really are clueless. You know, I, I had sex with this guy. I didn't feel exactly right doing it. And I go, you know, you do realize you were just a warm place for him to put it. And is that how you want to see yourself? And is that what you want to teach your daughters eventually when you have them? And it's like this shock thing. You know, a yeah. man is only really interested, truly interested in something he has to work hard for. That's what men are. If it's a challenge, then they respect it. And if a woman is just going to be an unpaid whore, well, that's not going to get respect, but it sure will get attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's you right. That's amazing. And so I was wondering if men and women got married and they were good examples of what a husband and wife or father, mother are like while the kids are growing up. Once they go out into the world, into the universities, it wouldn't be so easy to brainwash them in that way. Am I right about that? I agree. I absolutely agree. It's the framework that is set. You are absolutely right. I've had guys to tell me that since they've been born, they have never seen that order. They have not seen the uh, strong men and strong women, so they can't identify it because they didn't. They weren't raised that way, and they don't see it out in the public, so they don't know how to be that way. What would you suggest to them? Well, that's funny that you should say that, because yesterday on the program, I seem to have 
so many women who just made decisions totally based out of emotion. And I said, you know, God did give you an IQ. We ought to use it now and then just to keep it working. Uh, that's how you lubricate it. You use it. And then a lot of men who just, I mean, with one guy, I said, okay, let me ask you a very important question, probably the most important question anybody will ever ask you. Between your belly button and your knees, is there anything there? <laughs> and the guy will go, you mean? And I went, yeah. Yes. Well, then why don't you use it? you got to act like a man. Yep. Women really appreciate an alpha male. Yes. If you're just going to let society and some woman take away your masculinity, you know, there's a cliff. Throw yourself over it. Right now, we need you to take care of your family. This is what I think you need to do, and you need to stand up and be a man. So let me hear you say it out loud. I am the man. And I get people, I am the man. It's wonderful to hear this on the air because the opposite is I say to women when they can't turn to their man and count on them for anything. So you married a limp dick, huh? <laughs> now, the reason I'm so blunt with these terms is because they make, a, as you see here laughing, they make an impression. Yes. If I just say a man who's not very strong, nobody's listening to that. Nobody really gets what it means. Yeah. But an alpha male, and I'll give examples from, you know, animal kingdom. This is what the male would do. What is your problem? You know, you're not a plant. You're not a mineral. You're an animal. Do it. Take care of business. Well, what about toxic masculinity? You know, that's just feminists hating their own femininity and wanting to tear down everything around them that has expectations that they act like a lady. And, uh, you know, there are bad men, there are bad women. I mean, there are murderers, rapists, uh, thieves, uh, people who beat people up, white-collar workers who steal, and this is male, female, all colors, sizes, shapes. I mean, there are bad people. I put that category aside. That's not the category I deal with. Your average male person is so scared to be a man these days and that's why, you know, I hope I live for another 100 years because they need me. <laughs> you, you are absolutely right. I uh, I tell men all the time, I'm stunned that men are afraid to be men, even if they are under pressure by the liberal women or whomever that try to make them be like women. I would never just give over my masculinity. I would fight to be a right. man. But the men absolutely. today, they don't they don't fight for their own identity. No, and it's shocking. And I got to tell you, a culture where women don't embrace being mothers and wives and men don't embrace being men and protectors uh, and, and, and providers is a culture that's not going to last. Yes. And you can see what's happening. You are absolutely right about that. That's so amazing. Well, I've been talking with a lot of men over the years, and a lot of them are starting to wake up. They're starting to realize because they didn't have it in the home for the most part. They did not have right. that example. And so to hear about it, it's kind of awakening them. They're starting to fight for their masculinity again. I hope so because women cannot. I mean, I'm a wonderful mommy, but women cannot turn boys into men. Right. Men turn boys into men. That's right. I wanted to know, because we're running out of time here, what do you, how do you see the great white hope, President Donald Trump? How do I see what? Your impression of, I call the president the great white hope. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a different play entirely. <laughs> I think it was James Earl Jones, and I saw it in Broadway, and I got to tell you, that is one alpha male. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> What's your impression of the president, President Donald Trump? Um, <laughs> uh, 
He makes a very good point, and he has clarified that our government is really a swamp. Yeah. And that our government is not functioning for the people, barely even by the people. I don't know who those people are that are there. And uh, he does some things that I think are special, like what he did with the Iranian general yep. that our Obama was too gutless to do and to take out a criminal and a terrorist. Duh. <laughs> um, but I think there's so much childish childishness also that is really a put off. Um, some of the dumb stuff he texts, sorry, is just sad to me. Are you able but, so to give there me are good a... things and there are sad things and it sure is different. <laughs> are you able to give me, are you able to give me an example of him being childish? Uh, some of the stuff he texts on attacking people, and you know that's the stuff you do in junior high. But that's the fun part of life. <laughs> <laughs> you are so cute. <laughs> oh man! And so a lot of people are upset at the president for taking out that guy over in Iran there. And they'll call No, there's just hate. When you hate, even good stuff you hate. Yeah. You hate everything. Yeah. Because you're taking a point of view. I want the power. You have the power. So I hate you. You cure cancer. I still hate you. You did it so you could make money. I mean, there's just hate has no rationality and it tends to be consistent and all consuming. And uh, we have uh, we have a country that is being it is being nurtured now. Hate. Absolutely, I one hundred percent agree. I absolutely agree. I gotta ask you about. Oh, so I gotta. I don't know if you tell this or not, but so did you vote for him the first time, and will you vote for him in? I am not discussing any more politics. Come on. I figure you weren't gonna tell me, but I thought I'd ask. It's not anyway. my job. Not my job. I know, but let me ask your book, Love and Life. Uh, Why should people get it? People should get this book, read about 10 pages, sit and think, because it it has about 20 different subjects, from marriage to faith, everything in between, and child-rearing and everything. And they should read about 10 pages, discuss it with their friends, their spouses, their families, their kids, themselves in their own heads, because... People are not spending time these days thinking about the deeper, more profound aspects of life. They're just spending their time on impeachment. And the whole thing is getting ridiculous. And I think we're losing our foundation as the America that I grew up in. Uh, Not perfect, but at least people spent time thinking about morals, values, principles, and ethics and acting out on them. And now it's just politics and hatefulness, and, and I'm getting worried about it. So I decided to put out this book so people would just stop and think about the deeper things over which they do have control. You and I don't have control over any of the idiocy going on in D.C. Right. What are you... Unless we vote. you got to get out and vote. Let me ask. Yeah, how but do, then how... you, have, you may not have great options either. So, anyway. How do, you, how do they get the book? Uh, any bookstore. They can go into drlaura.com. They can go to amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, any place that sells books. And I got to ask, what is love? What is love? Yes. Awe, admiration, respect, and 
a desire to have compassion and to be more selfless than normal for the sake of another human being. Amazing. Uh, I got to ask, have you seen that lately in the earth, in the world? Yeah, you and me in this conversation. <laughs> Amazing. Dr. Lord, it's an honor to have you on, and I really appreciate you coming on. I wish you well with this book, and I'll keep you in my prayers. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. You've been very kind. I enjoyed the discussion we had. You have a great day, and take care of your sinuses. I will. God bless you. Okay. <laughs> have <laughs> a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Amazing. That's Dr. Laura Slushner. Check out the book Love and Life. You can get it anywhere. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it. <laughs> 